Get ready. Ready. For the hottest new podcast in the world. From WWE to TNA. By way of the NWA. It's time for Reffing It Up with current impact referee Brian Hepner. An all new episode starts in. This. This. Is Reffing It Up. Welcome to episode 13 of Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is the man in the stripes, Mr. Brian Hebner. Brian, what's up, man? Holy moly, it is hot as shizzle dizzle here in Virginia. Um, if you hear some back noise, fans or something like that, it is. It's Hurricane Hugo. It's blowing all over me right now because I'm hot as shit. And we're not talking about the fans in the stands. We're actually talking about physical fans, folks. So, yes, the uh, ones that swirl, RJ, the ones that swirl yeah, around, yeah. blow me cool. Yeah. Hey, we hey we we need a we need a cool Brian Haber in this episode. That's for damn sure. We don't need you melting over there. So, no, um, we don't. But uh, no, big episode this week. Really, been looking forward to recording with you um, for quite some time since you. Uh, Mentioned that uh, you had a big announcement. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it, but they're going to have to wait just a little bit longer, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, because we have to start with our first count of this episode. Brian, we had a big, big week in the world of professional wrestling. It's hard to narrow it down to two, but somehow we did it this week. First and foremost, we want to talk about a guy that's very close to you and I, uh, Mr. Jeff Jarrett is the new VP of live events for the WWE. Uh, I believe this was a role that was kind of sort of ran by Stephanie McMahon. Uh, so I just wanted to get your thoughts. I know there's been pictures uh, going around the internet uh, with, uh, with him being pictured backstage, but just want to get your thoughts on that. Well, I can tell you right now, um, this is probably the best move WWE could make. Um, Jeff is a very, very smart guy when it comes to live events. I have worked so many live events with him. And I can tell you, man, like this guy, now this is going back to the TNA days. Um, he did every radio, every appearance. He did everything in his power to try and put ass in seats and promote the talent, not himself the talent that were coming to the town that we were going to. Um, he knew how to coordinate some of the buildings and, 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 and where to go and things of that nature. Um, I, I tell you, this is a magnificent hire for WWE. Um, I don't think they could have gotten anyone better. Jeff knows his shit. Uh, very, very intelligent hire. For, and I, I, I tell you, I don't know how they mapped it out, but I can tell you right now, they got really, really lucky to get, you know, somebody like Jeff to be in that spot. Cause I really feel like, He's one of the better persons that you could have probably asked and, and taken this job. So I, I hats off to Jeff. I know he's going to do a great job. Congratulations to him. I think, I hope, um, obviously he wouldn't have taken it if he didn't. So one, so, but no, congratulations, Jeff. I know you're going to do a great job and, um, buddy, I'm proud of you. And, uh, I hate to steal comrades, uh, line here, but, uh, nine cats, uh, uh cats have nine lives, but, uh, Jared's have 10 and Jeff, Back in the saddle. Well, you used one of those extra lives. I'm starting to think that Jared's have probably about 
11 or 12 at this point, Christ between himself and his father. And geez, man, it's, it, it's good to see. I, 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 I sent him an email probably right when it came out and I said, Hey, just congratulations. Thrilled to see what's, what's coming up in your near future with the company. Uh, and he's always very, him and I go back and forth quite a bit as far as, uh, him being a Titans fan and me being a Bills fan. And it's always going back and forth, but as you know, at the end of the day, man, it's, uh, you just thrilled for, for him because he's finally back at what he really loves doing. And that's in the professional wrestling business and whatever, whatever facet that, um, that he wants to be. And I think WWE is right now the best the best fit for him because he gets to mold those young talent well you you have to remember too man uh you know jeff we can we can all joke and say he's got nine lives he's got 10 11 you know whatever no it really isn't because the guy's good at what he does the guy has blood and tears everything for this business cried i mean just just the whole nine yards and uh it's legit. I mean, the guy loves this business and he's one of those guys that will never, ever get away from this business. I mean, I can't imagine Jeff not having some portion of something. I don't care whether it's an announcing, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's in the podcasting world. I mean, there's, he's going to be in the business in some sort of fashion period. So if you're me and I'm WWE, I'm thinking if he's going to be in the business, why not take this guy who does a fucking fabulous job knows what the hell he's doing all the experience he's got and put the best man in that role. And guess what? Double J Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Uh, no. And, but I, I, he, I think he's that kind of guy. And obviously, you know, him a lot more personally than I do, but I think he's just, when he's not busy, he gets his bored too quickly because between this job, he's associated uh, with the uh, lucky horseshoes um, in Springfield, Illinois. He's part of that group in uh, minor league baseball. Like you said, he's got the podcast. I saw on Instagram, he posted an Instagram story of him working out today, sledgehammering the uh, monster truck uh, tires. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the thing is, he's, yeah, he's a workaholic. He's a, he really is. When, 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 when I was working with Jeff, when he was actually running things at TNA, that guy never stopped. Um, you would see him, he would be at the build before everybody and, and last to leave. It's that guy, like you had talked about previously before when we were talking about uh, who wasn't. Um, shit, it doesn't matter. This is 13th episode. We've covered a lot of people at this point. Yeah. But anyway, but no, he he was just a workaholic. That's what the guy does. He was always doing something. And when you take something like that away from a guy like him, or he steps away from something like that, the guy's got to find something to do. I mean, because he's just that guy. So hats off to Jeff, man. The hard work pays off, and he's a he's a prime example of that. Very proud of him. Um, I love Jeff with all my heart. Jeff's done everything good for me in my life and uh, my family's life, for that matter. And uh, just a really, really good guy who deserves good things. He's cleaned himself up uh, with sobriety uh, and things like that. And, and and those are things that happen to people that can get their self together and and people that know how smart he really is. Yeah, and I'm glad too to see that they're uh, they're keeping the podcast going too with him and Conrad, My World Podcast. Uh, and I think obviously that was probably one of the uh, stipulations that uh, that he set out there. That, hey, we're still doing this, we're still doing that uh, because it, one is a very successful podcast. I listen to it every week, but um, it's just it's good to see that. And 
it's who knows what's going to end up happening. Maybe will he move up into a role of like somewhat like what Bruce Pritchard's going to be doing after even he's having, he's having rotator cuff surgery. I saw, uh, so he's going to be off the, I guess off the road for a little bit of time. Anyways, I guess him and Cody Rhodes can be, uh, you know, sling buddies or something. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, you know, things happen for a reason and, you know, you never know. And you're right. You know, uh, Bruce is, is going away for a little bit. Um, I'm sure Bruce will be working remotely very much from home. Bruce is another one of those guys that is a, uh, he's a go getter and, uh, really passionate about what he does. And I just think that, uh, you know, I, I think Jeff can be whatever they want him to be, whenever they want him to be it. Just a uh, spectacular hire for them. And um, I was really surprised when they uh, let him go uh, the, the the last initial time. Um, that was due to, you know, what was that? Like they said, the, the budget cuts. Like budget cuts or something. Because I think that was during, they have it every once in a while. They'll try to like fur, furlough people or something. And yeah. and I honestly, too, deep down, he may have even wanted to, you know, take some time off and, you know, be with the family, too, because you never you can never know. Well, I mean, so so here's what I'll throw out there to you, Jeff, if you're listening or a comrade, you know, if something ever happens with that podcast because of something, you know, that WWE just really needs him and it's demanding. Wrapping it up with Brian Hefner and RJ are here. Uh, we'd be more than happy to fill that spot. Just just throwing that out there. Love you guys, and uh, I need to buy a home, um, comrade. I need to buy a home. <laughs> there you go. I mean, he's. I think he's not even licensed because I talked to him. I said, "Hey, when are you gonna get licensed up here in uh, in New York?" Because we got we got to. I want to do some work together. And uh, he's like, "Oh, New York has been a pain for them as far as certain laws and you know, signing and all this stuff." So I'm like, "Oh, well, I know. I, I know they're big down uh, where you are." So, RJ. RJ, New York is a pain in the ass for everybody and for everything. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and nip that in the bud now, and yeah. then we can move forward now. And I've been here my whole life, and it hasn't gotten any better. So it's like, oh, well, what the Christ. But anyways, uh, another bit of news just came out as we're recording Monday evening. Uh, just came out this, this afternoon, this morning. Uh, Jeff Hardy, unfortunately, was arrested once again. Uh, again. Uh, and, uh, I believe this time it was DUI, uh, and a slew of other, you know, driving without a license, suspended license, what have you. Um, it's just this it's tough to see. Uh, you've obviously you've worked with him in TNA. You worked, you think you might've worked with him a little bit on SmackDown, I believe. Right. Or W or on raw. At oh, some I point. did. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's just tough to see, man, because, you know, he's I think he's just trying, but it's just stuff's catching up to him, you know. Well, you know, my, my, my thought process, um, just a very sad situation. But, you know, listen, I, I, I drink and I like to have a good time. It's no secret. Anybody who knows me knows that um, I don't hide it. I don't try and act like I'm not. Um, I like to have a good time. Um, I think life's short, and I think that I should have a good time, but also have to be responsible when I'm having a good time. And I've been very irresponsible many times in my life, um, and I have. But when it comes to Jeff, you know, the only thing I want to say is this, you know, I really pray for him. I really do. Because um, one DUI, two DUIs, three DUIs, I mean, come on. Um, you had a major incident on a pay-per-view 
that we actually covered when our with our sting episode um you know maybe it's time that he legitimately gets gets a little help uh maybe it's time for him to um sober up talk to some people like uh morrissey talk to jeff jarrett talk to uh uh people in this business that are doing this thing um I just, uh, when I read it, I really couldn't believe it. I, I'll be honest with you. I really couldn't believe it because I thought he had gotten to where he was turning, a turning point. And uh, it just, it, it really, did, it really did bother me. I mean, this was something that uh, actually that uh, we didn't really mention to cover, but this is something I wanted to cover because I care about the guy. I do. Mm-hmm. And I care about the family. I know them very well. And uh, I just think that it's sometimes it's, it's, it's time and, and, Jeff's a smart guy. He's got a wonderful wife who, who, who will do anything for him. Um, I'm talking about Beth. And uh, I think that it's somebody's got to grab a man and uh, pull him to the side and get him some legit help, get him, get him back on the path that he needs to be on. And I just don't think that that path that he's on right now is the right one. And unfortunately I thought he was, um, I don't know, man, sad situation. Um, I'm not, I'm not beating anybody up at all. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, um, hmm. I, like I said, I'm praying for him. I wish hopefully nothing but the best because that's what I really, really want. It's nothing but the best, whether it has anything to do with wrestling or not. Mm-hmm. If the guy can get himself straight and be a good family man and be happy. Hey, that's what everybody should want for him at the end of the day. Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with this situation. Yeah. Maybe it's one of those times too, where somebody has got to call up uh, diamond Dallas page GDP to get him involved because I know I, a lot of, scuttlebutt i try not to read too much online on twitter because everybody is like oh this again this again i'm like just stay fucking positive obviously he has something going on with himself that he can't grasp there's something there and it's just like okay let's get you know let's get ddp involved because you see what great work he did with jake and he did with scott hall he's doing with buff bagwell he's done with butterbean he's the list goes on and on and just not professional wrestlers no, you're every right. day, every day, Joe and Jane, he's helped. Get, let's get him involved. Let's start something trending. Let's help Jeff out because deep down, you know, he's a great, great human being. It's just, he's needs, he needs help. And yeah, he, he's, he's one of the most wonderful people I've ever met. Yeah. Really seriously. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know the avenues. Um, you know, you, actually, you know more about the DDP stories than I do. I know about a few of them that you mentioned. Actually, I, I don't know about much of them, but hey, I don't care if that's the path he's got to go. That's great. Um, but there's obviously something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, um, the guy is a rock star in the wrestling world. Um, I also know that he had a big weekend prior to this all happening. Um, you know, just. Uh, Man, it's just unbelievable sometimes. I just wish that guys like him would just, you know, he's got money, would just say, hey, somebody drive my drunk ass somewhere, you know, and it's okay. Hell, I'll, I'll move down to North Carolina or Florida or whatever. If that means him being safe, I'll drive for him. I don't care. I'll drive down to North Carolina. I'll drive down to Florida, whatever it takes. Because like you said, he's a good, good human. It's just like he just needs help. And I think, do you think WWE, I know WWE tried to offer him help before they released him? Well, I know, I know for, well, I know for a fact that uh, after the Sting incident at the yeah. pay-per-view, 
I know for a fact he went and got help. Um, yeah. Now, to what extent, I have no idea. Um, or I know for a fact that he said he was getting help. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying he didn't. I, I have right. no idea. I don't know the extent of it. Um, as far as the WB wellness, uh, the wellness policy uh, or program, should I say, I don't know if he's partaking in any of that or not. I don't know. Um, that's not a bad option either because I, I hear, especially from people like Kurt uh, Engel, yeah. uh, that said that that program is absolutely unbelievable. Um, they really care for you and you feel like a family and it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, I don't know the answer. Neither do you, neither do anybody else. Probably the only people that know that answer is probably Beth and Jeff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's, that's where, that's where it lies. Now, obviously with him being contracted by AEW, no, do you think WWE still makes an effort to contact him and offer him it again? If he so desire, if they so desire. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah they, uh, Yes, absolutely. I know for a fact that that is, yes, that is a, a certainty that that would happen. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And, and best of wishes. We really, we hope that you pull out, uh, pull, pull out, pull up the nose and get back at it, Jeff. We really do both for myself and, and obviously Brian as well. Really wish you speedy to wherever you get, you know, we want you to get your help. We want you to pull out of this and uh, come back stronger than ever. Uh, but With that being said, Brian, let's head up to our second count of this episode. All right, Brian, it's time, man. Uh, You know, we've built this up quite a bit the last few weeks. Uh, We got this big announcement uh, that you wanted to build around this episode. Uh, I'll leave it to you. Nobody nobody wants to hear me talk. They're here for you. Uh, So have at it, my friend. All right. So, uh, yes. So there's been weeks leading up, leading up, leading up. Um, and man, the, the options that people have thrown out and put around of what they think and all that stuff has been, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Um, but, uh, no, it's, um, you know, I chose this because, uh, this is the platform that I care about the most right now that I'm investing my time in. And this is where I want you to hear it first. And, Anyone that's listening to this today, um, tomorrow, the next day, whatever it may be, whenever you get a chance to listen to it, I wanted you guys to be privy to the um, to what I say before anyone else takes it and runs with it or anything like that. Um, so before I say what I want to say, um, some of the things that were, were, were thrown my way were that uh, – I was going back to WWE and going to be on SmackDown and be the head referee there. Um, I heard it just like this, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to say it the way it is, that finally AEW got smart and decided to hire me to be their lead referee, which is what I should be since they inaugurated their first show. Um, I have also heard that they were going to moved me to NXT to be the lead training referee and to occasionally work WWE programming. I've also heard that I was going to go to the NWA, back to the NWA, should I say, and go there and take on a larger role. And then finally, I heard that I was going to be the lead referee, which I already am, on Impact Wrestling and take on a bigger backstage role, such as agenting, and whatever, da 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 da. Well, 
the answer to all those is actually none of those. None of those options are options I am doing. What I am doing is I'm announcing that I'm going to retire from professional wrestling as a full-time referee. I will no longer be under contract from anybody. I will be working for myself. Um, this is a move that I'm making because of the fact that um, there's a lot of, lot of different reasons. Um, I'm not bitter towards the business at all. This has nothing to do with anybody making me mad or anybody making me angry. This is a move I'm making, a personal decision on. 1A, I'm healthy. I'm in great shape. I'm not beat up. I have a lot of life left to spend with my kids, my family, my friends. Um, I have other projects that I'm working on. This podcast being one of them that I'm really trying to really, really dig into. Um, some people may think it's something that I shouldn't take serious. Some people think it should be. It, it doesn't make a fuck what people think to me. What, what it means to me is this. I'm doing what Brian Hebner wants to do on my own terms. And I've talked to many of my people that I work with, many of my friends that I've reached out to. I've made so many phone calls to so many people, not in just TNA, not just Impact Wrestling, not just WWE, not just AEW, the whole Nick Caboodle. Um, I've, I've just talked to so many people. And um, this is something, this is a big move for me because I do really care about this business deeply. Um, the business means more to me than to me than anybody in the world. Um, but I just want to say that this business has been the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, but now it's time for me to, to take a step back, to get off the road, to stop flying, to stop missing my children's games, to stop missing my family cookouts, to stop missing father's day, to stop missing mother's day, to stop missing the things that are important to my family. I've done it long enough over 23 plus years. Um, it's just, uh, I've done a lot in this business and I'm very proud of what I've done. Um, I've done WrestleManias, I've done summer slams, I've done slam anniversaries, I've done NWA seventies. I've done main events of all, all television shows. I've worked on every major wrestling promotion in the United States. Um, I just feel like it's time. I feel like God's pulling me away in a way. I have two 13-year-old daughters. Um, I have a 19-year-old son who's going to go to college. He's a huge, huge person and body and man in their lives. He's not going to be there anymore. He's got four years of college, and he's going to Tennessee, and I live in Virginia. Add up the math. It's not close. Right. Um, so they need their daddy. And um, I think it's time for their daddy to be here for them, for everything they need. Um, so this is more of a a me thing has nothing to do with wrestling. And I'll be honest with you. Um, ever since I moved around a little bit from WWE to TNA to NWA ring of honor back to impact. Um, my goal was to always retire at impact wrestling. And I mean that with all my heart because that gave me the most infectious love that I've ever felt in my life. So I honestly feel like this is the time for me to, to do what I'm doing. I also have a family business that I help run and operate here at my house. Um, not in my house, but <laughs> in my area. Um, and I'm going to really jump in and dive into that and really focus on that and help the business grow. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed that I can able, you know, be able to do this financially wise. And I'm very blessed to be able to do it 
goal-wise because I've done so many of my goals. Um, so this is not a pity party. Um, I'm not making this a pity party. Uh, what I'm making it is this is, should be happy for me, and I want it to be happy for you guys. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, the, the support hopefully is there. And if it's not, it's not. It is what it is. Uh, there, there, there's nothing pushing me to do this other than just me, my family, my friends, and just want to do what I want to do for the first time in my life and not have to worry about scheduling everything around being on the road and being away from my family. Well, first and foremost, before we get really into the nitty gritty of it, uh, first and foremost, from for me personally and for all the wrestling fans, we just say thank you for the 23 years of service that you did to this great, great sport that we call professional wrestling from WWE to TNA, NWA, ROH, you named them all. You've done it all and you're going out on your terms and nobody, nobody can fault you for that. Um, but you mentioned Slammiversary there. Slammiversary is this weekend for TNA in uh, Nat- or is it N- Nashville? It's in Nashville, yes. Nashville. Is that going to be the last full-time uh, event that you're going to be at? Um, yes, it will. That, that, that weekend will be my last full-time ref gig, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked with Scott Demore. Uh, I've talked with D'Lo Brown. I've talked with Gail Kim, the powers that be. Um, and, you know, there wasn't any excitement in the announcement, of course. Uh, <laughs> But um, it wasn't like they were angry at all like that. And once again, and I want to reiterate this with, with, with all my heart, this has nothing to do with anything bitter-wise, nothing to do with anything. Believe me, I can continue on and continue on strong. I have many, many long years left to me, and I know that. But how do I know how many get taken away from me? And how do I know how many get taken away from my daughters, my son? Um, I'm a single dad doing the best I can. And it's hard to be that guy when you're on the road. And – missing so many things. And I, I just remember how much my son missed and it's kind of a way of giving back to my family. But, um, but yes, that is going to be my last show. Um, I will finish out the day after, which will be the TV tapings. I'll also do those. Um, and I wanted to do those. And they asked me if I wanted to do those. So they, 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 they let me, they let me dictate my, um, my final little run. Um, and, and, and it was so nice of them and they've been over the top. And I'm just so extremely privileged and honored to finish my career with the company that I honestly, truly wanted to finish it with. Mm-hmm. So not, not to make light of, out of it, but you have twin 13 year old daughters, man. I, uh, man, it's going to be, you got some interesting years ahead of you. <laughs> well, RJ, this was not for you to beat me up now because you're exactly right. Uh, <laughs> Hey, but that's what the soul show is about, though, uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm well aware of that. I, uh, I just put that in there so everybody knew where I was at. But I didn't need you to, you know, come down on me hard like that, bro. Well, hey, you know that that's that's what I'm here for. I'm here to, uh, you know, drag you back on on point when you get off in the weeds a little bit. But to get off in the weeds a little bit, I had some. I called a few people. I messaged a few people. I got a couple surprises for you. For no, wait a this episode. Oh, 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 wait a minute. RJ, don't start this shit. I told you this was going to be me and you. What are you talking about? Now, this is, this is seriously. Well, now, I knew, I, I knew something was going on. I knew it. I knew it. You never sent me a run sheet. Yeah. You never told me how you wanted to break it down. You're the most thoroughest OCD dude on yeah, the planet. 
Okay, well, dude, what do you got? What is going on? So I, uh, like I said, I, I, I made some arrangements. I had to do some things. I'm not very, well, I actually, I am proud of them. Uh, I did, but without further ado, I'll, I'll give you some stats of this person. Former WWE referee for over 20 years. He's in the author of the three count and you can get him on daily ref and rant on Twitter at the one, the only Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, welcome. Oh. Thanks for doing this, man. No, my pleasure. Thanks for asking me. Behab, what's up, my brother? Jimmy, my boy. My oh, boy. man. All right, man. RJ, take it back. All right, that's cool. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you talk about you talk about good brothers and stripes. Uh, Behab is my good brother in stripes. And it, it, it's unfortunate that no, I was fortunate all those years where I got to travel with him and we got to work together and become brothers and stripes, but it's unfortunate when, you know, now I'm not no longer doing it and, you know, been away so long. So I kind of miss seeing my boy. Well, Jimmy, I'll just tell you this, bud. Um, you know, and, I, and we don't have to indulge in it. It's probably another podcast basically, but <laughs> you know how I was player hated on for quite a bit and mm -hmm. It was by guys that actually you had seniority over, which pissed me off. Um, but I'll tell you this. And this is a quick story for, for you, too, but also all the listeners, that how important you were to me. So I had taken a role on that was not something that I was trying to do, but just I was trying to work hard and kind of became that SmackDown lead referee. Mm -hmm. There was a guy that was in gorilla position every fucking time waiting for me to tell me what I did wrong and to tell me what I did good. And that guy was you. You never, ever hated on the fact of where I was in my career. And you might have been a guy who should have been my spot. And I realized that when I was doing my spot. And to have a guy like you with the experience, and, and I actually have some of your shit that you taught me that I stole from you. Um, so to have you there and then that same night after that i mean literally jimmy was like my father because my father didn't work for me or with me jimmy was my father he protected me he told me the things i was doing wrong he told me the things i was doing right i listened to everything that guy told me and i did that because i respected the shit out of jimmy and i do that with my dad i respect the shit out of him and i knew what jimmy did i'm not a dumbass i watched all the stuff he did and it was incredible. And it almost made me feel bad to take the spot that I had. Um, but Jimmy never once, never once said anything bad to me, never came negative to me. And when I say what I mean, that guy was always waiting there to, to tell me one thing or another. It was like he wanted me to be in that spot and wanted me to be better. And that's what he did my entire time when I was in WWE. And then not only that, I got to ride home with him and go to the hotel and play cards with him. And man... You cannot replace a Jimmy Corderas in a referee's life like I got. And that's why I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. And I swear to God, Jimmy, I mean, every freaking word I said. Oh, I appreciate that, B. And, 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 and you, I can't tell you how much that means to me, hearing that come from you. And, and you're right. I didn't – I saw the passion in you. I saw it wasn't just, hey, I'm following in my dad's footsteps because my dad is this great referee and stuff like that. And no. You had a passion and it wasn't about you. You want, 
if I could explain it right, you wanted to be in there to help make the match better. You wanted to be there for the talent to help them tell their story, not be the story, which uh, I don't want to get into right now, but it seems to happen a lot nowadays. But anyway, you, you, no, no, but Jim, I, no, I felt it. Give me a rant. Give me a rant. <laughs> no, not not today. Not today. This is all for this is all good, man. And you know what? And I have a soft spot for your dad because I remember the first day he showed up when they kayfabed all of us. Oh yes. Yeah, because he's in the ring and I'm watching the match on the monitor in the back near where the coffee stand is. You know where the drinks are and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I'm watching on the monitor. I'm looking. I go, wow. Dave's lost some weight. What's going on here? I'm looking. I'm. I'm Wait a minute. What's going? On? And when I look behind me, I see Dave kind of like hiding in the corner watching for when he's supposed to run out i look over and he looks at me and he goes oh it finally clued in you know what i mean and i said why didn't they tell any of us about it but you know it's i'm glad they didn't because they got us yeah which is a cool thing yeah well you know you know you know another thing too um uh and then then i'll i'll let rj jump in because i know he's got something for you but uh uh you know, my dad, when, and you know this, uh, because I talked to you personally, and I didn't talk to a lot of other people personally as what's you, because like I said, at that period of time, there was some player hate going on, and uh, it was what it was. Uh, everybody wasn't drinking Kool-Aid. Um, so, uh, my dad, I was pissed at him when he when he didn't put me with him, because my goal was to work with my dad on the road. I mean, what what, what son wouldn't want to do that? And, um, and I, I said, what am I supposed to fucking do? You know, because I was lost. And he says, you need to ride on the coattails of Jimmy Corderas and you're going to be fine. And I said, really? And he says, Jimmy Corderas will be the guy you need to talk to and be around. Fuck those other guys. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I said, okay. And I just, I, I, I went and did what my dad asked. And guess what? He was exactly right. Exactly oh, right. Man, man uh, I, your, your dad was awesome to me too. I learned so much from your dad. And he was, he was kind of that mentor, him, him and David both were those guys that, uh, you know, I, I would ask them, hey, can you watch my match and just kind of help me out here? What am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Blah, 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 blah. And they would, you know, and it wasn't like I'd get back, they would take me to the side and say, okay, we're in this spot here, when you did this, maybe you should think about trying doing it this way. Or, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't like, what the hell was that, man? Are you, what are you kidding me? No, it was like, you know, hey, maybe you should think about trying to do it this way. And when you're doing your false finishes, you're kind of giving it away. Try to count, make all your counts, even, you know, and stuff like that. Just all this yeah. advice was, was given and it, it was never malicious. It was never anything. And uh, they, they meant so much to me. It, it was unreal. And it was fun ride having you in the car. Uh, thank God I needed someone other than Chimel in there with me, but... <laughs> Yeah, but you know me, I'm a bad passenger because I, I need to be driving with, with my Marley lights and, and my Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Sorry for the cheap plug for whoever out there, but anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, RJ. No, that's fine. No, and uh, no, the, to be a fly on the, I guess you could say window of the car for those, those ah. trips, I, I guess. I don't know. It can't be on the wall because there's no whatever. Anyways. Um, <laughs> When was the first time, obviously you go back with Brian, like you mentioned all the way with his dad and his uncle. When was that first time that you, it clicked, Hey, this Brian's got it. You know, there's no if, ands or buts about it. He's going to be doing this for not, well, not 20 years, but at that point you didn't know, but doing it for the rest of his life. 
I, I, it's not a specific time. It was watching him from day one and watching him learn from day one. It wasn't like he, you know, uh, was satisfied with doing what he was doing. He asked questions. He wanted to learn. It wasn't like, Hey, uh, was this okay? Was that okay? It was like, you know, please watch and let me know. Uh, and, and like, like Brian said, when he'd come to the back, we wouldn't do it in front of everybody. We'd go off to the side and we have our little talks and I'd say, you know, Hey, maybe think about this. Maybe you should think about that, whatever. It was never, you know, but it was almost like from day one, you saw the progression starting from day one to day two to day three. And you saw that he was not only listening to advice, but implying it. And, and also, like I said, not trying to steal a spotlight. You can tell it wasn't about him. He cared about the match. He cared about the story being told. He cared about the talent telling their story in the ring. And th that, that was the big thing for me. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we need, we need to keep this kid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Brian mentioned going back to hotel, playing cards, going back stage, oh. playing cards. How many times did Brian lose his shirt playing cards? I wouldn't say lose his shirt. Um, it was more, you know, uh, we never played for huge stakes, which was good. But at the same time, it was more about the camaraderie than anything and having fun doing it. Uh, there was this card game we called Beale Street, uh, which is kind of a game of Trump basically, but we called it Beale Street after named after the infamous Beale Street uh, because it was introduced to the, to to the crew but i believe by uh, a double j or somebody no jerry the king jerry the king yes sorry uh, jerry lawler so uh, yes thank you thank you brian um no nah, so uh it was we called it beale street and we just played it everywhere from on planes to <laughs> you know in buses wherever we can it was it was our game so to speak. And, and it was four guys, or you can play with three guys, you know, it was, it was fun, man. And it wasn't for big stakes, you know, like, but uh, again, it was more about having fun with, with the crew. Yeah. That, that, that's something that, you know, it's those generations you see happening back in when you guys were going hard, it was all those card games backstage. Mm -hmm. Now it's, as you guys know, it's all the, the video games backstage. It's this, it's that it's kind of generation. I kind of hope that it would get back to the, Hey, we're going to go play, you know, hearts or we'll play this. We'll play that backstage or something, but you know, it is what it is, I guess at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, times change. What can you do? And, and I almost wish that they'd have a little bit of a reunion for us, like a SmackDown reunion. And we'd oh. all go back and we'll just go take over catering with a, with a deck of cards. You know, well, you to, just, you yeah. Remember like, so, so, so the thing was, all right. So as Jimmy would say, the camaraderie, but and it was all about that. But I can tell you right now, when you have a Jimmy Corderas, a Chimmel, a Brian Hebner, and I'll just throw in a Castleman, which nobody mm. just probably listening is going to know, but he was our merch head of merch guy. Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Pumpkinhead, <laughs> exactly. And we would play, and I'm telling you right now, you would think that we hated our fucking each other's guts. <laughs> It was brutal. I mean, brutal. And it, it, the, the key to this game was to not get set. So, in other words, you would say how many books you're going to get, sets you're going to get. And if you didn't get it, you get set. Well, the table would work against you, and you'd be sitting there like the lone soldier, and everybody's just giggling, laughing, and it just pissed you the fuck off. <laughs> and Chimmel was the worst, the worst. 
<laughs> Jimmy was pretty good. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. Jimmy, but when he got pissed, oh my God, he got pissed. <laughs> it was the greatest thing because we all wanted to see Jimmy get fired up because he never got fired up. So we would always <laughs> like, let's just set this fucker and let's get him pissed. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I had my moments. Uh, but again, like I said, I was having so much fun playing the cards. Jimmel is, uh, oh man, uh, it's hard to describe. You know, Jimmel was my boy. I'm going to admit that he is my boy, but at the same time, we just, we loved uh, ri- ranking on each other, ribbing each other. It was just the way it was, you know what I'm saying? It, it, those were great times, man. And, and you know, you can, uh, you can, you can't relive them, but you can, in my mind I can. And I, even to this day, every once in a while, I keep thinking about, you know, people talk about the, the infamous plane ride from hell. Yeah. That's, that's not the real plane ride from hell. If Brian remembers this one, remember that old plane that we chartered to go over to Australia and we almost crash landed in, in Russia during a snowstorm trying to trying to refuel and Big Show was in the seat in front of you and it collapsed into your lap and you were like pinned for like I don't know how long. Was it what that wasn't um not to be technical, but what did we land in Finland? Um no, that was that was the other one. It was in Russia. It was on the uh, on the on the coast of Russia. Uh, I want to say Petrolovsk. For some reason, that name stands out. But it okay. was like we came. We were trying to land during a snowstorm, and we, it took us three tries to land. And yes. if I remember, if I remember correctly, uh, um, um, uh, Dave's son-in-law. Oh my goodness, why is his name Sparky? Sparky. Sparky. Sparky was sitting up front with the pilots because it was an old plane. That had three seats originally, but it was upgraded, so they only needed two pilots. So the navigator seat was empty, and he was sitting up there with them. And the pilots were going, "The runway's over there. No, it's over there. No, it's over there." According to Sparky, and I'm like, "Is that what they were doing?" He said, "Yeah, they were arguing over where the runway was." And then we'd go back up and we'd circle and we'd try again. And on the third try, we landed, and according to Sparky, they said we had to land. We had no choice. We were out of gas. Well, and, and I remember this, and I'll never forget it. You're exactly right about the big show part. For real, that was terrible. Yeah. I felt and bad for you. I look over while I'm pinned in the seat, and I look over, and Paul Heyman is doing the like some prayer. He's praying and doing all this shit, and I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking real. We're about to die. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. And you're right. And, and by the way, Sparky probably saw three runways. Not probably not the, the not the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you may be right there. You, may be right. <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, I know you're a busy guy, Jimmy. You got no. uh, some stuff to do, but uh, thank you so much for making time for, for the no, show. No, I, I can stick around for a few more minutes if you if you want me. I'm please, not, I, I don't please. need. I don't, I rather, I don't need to. Jimmy, I'd rather stick around and talk to you than RJ. Please, that's fine. Please. Uh, oh, okay. No, I can stick around for a little bit if, unless you got you got other people hanging on and stuff like well, that. You know what? You but know, I, I just wanted to make sure I popped on here and, and, and saw my boy. You know, because and I hate to call you my boy, but you know what I mean by that. I don't mean any no, disrespect yeah. by it because, like I said, good brothers and stripes will always be. Absolutely, and Jimmy, you know I'll always hit you up every now and then for that. Just out of the blue. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. It's out of love. I'll never stop calling you, man. No, I, I, I appreciate it, man. I just miss, miss all my boys, especially me being up here in Canada. And now that my phone plan doesn't include us calling, I can text, but I can't, but it costs <laughs> me to call now. So it's like, what the, what's going on here? You know? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Oh, gotta, gotta, gotta love that. Right. Come on. I, yeah. I, you know, for the longest time too, I, I tell Brian this, I said, I'm, I'm so I'm so close to the Canadian border that people start thinking I'm Canadian. I'm like, I'm now, I'm like two hours away. I'm in Rochester. That's no, not anywhere close, but 
yeah, for some people, no, maybe. I don't Rochester, know. New York? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I've been, I've driven through Rochester a few times. Actually, one of my first TVs I did in Rochester too. Yeah. One of my probably first US blue, TVs. Yeah. It was, it, I think it was, yeah. But I think it was, I think it was like Glens Falls in, yeah. in Rochester yeah. way back in like 87. Actually, my first TV is when I took my uh, uh, first TV bump on the third hour of Superstars. Uh, Pat Patterson walks up to me and says, uh, change of plans in the third hour. You're going to do one man gangs match. You go talk to him. He'll tell you what he wants you to do. And I went, all right, Pat, no problem. But Pat, Pat and I were cool. You know what I mean? Pat was the guy who got me in to refereeing. Anyways, long story. You can read it in the book. Um, so I go up to So I walk up and say, hey, gang, I got your match in the third hour against Dave Studemeyer. If you remember that classic name, uh, uh, enhancement talent. Uh, he says, sure. He says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit him with the 747 was his big finish, right? So he says, I'm going to hit him with my finish. You count three, you go to raise my hand. He goes, I'll give you a little shove, push out of the way, pick him up and give it to him again. He says, you get in my face and you start drilling me and you give it to me. He says, then I'll hook you and I'll give it to you. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay. He says, are you cool with that? Sure. You know, so that my first bump was me taking the 747 on TV. Not my first bump, but my first bump on TV was me taking the 747 from gang. And and I just laid there and let them drag me out. And uh, I get to the back and Pat was like, are you OK? I said, yeah, Pat, I, I, you know, the adrenaline's pumping. You're like fired up. Let me put it that way. He says, you OK? I said, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. He says, OK, cool. Haku walks up to me, Tonga. He says, Jimmy, you OK? I said, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. He says, oh, cool. Yeah, I said, you know, I guess it looked okay. He said, no, it looked fine. It looked fine. He says, you took it better than the, than the enhancement talent. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> By the way, I want to throw this out there, though, uh, V. Uh, listening to a couple of your podcasts. I haven't heard them all, but listening to the one about Taker and Eddie and all that stuff. Man, I love listening to that kind of stuff. I love listening. You, you know how I feel about the dead men as well. And Eddie was a good friend and, and sorely missed, but... Uh, Love listening to the stories. Love listening to the chats because it's it's not, you know what I mean. It's from a different perspective, and it's it really is. cool. And if I may say this before I uh, get out of here, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on here, and I'm not just saying this to chase the hug, as some people say. If young referees want to study a referee to pattern their their themselves after, look no further than my good brother and stripes Ryan Hebner because. Uh, one of the best out there, you know, that I don't want to say the best because obviously that's subjective and, but one of the best out there, if you want to pattern yourself after somebody, that's one, one person to look at. Well, Jimmy, uh, um, before I let you go, there's two things. So I know you can't say the best out there because obviously you're the best out there. Oh, no. So I'll follow that close second. I'll take second, dude. It's okay. It's no problem. But, I do want to say this because I take this as comical and I don't want to get you in trouble. Um, it's not, 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 nothing big, nothing big. Um, I'm sure the wife won't listen to this podcast anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so please say the right answer. So where did our conversations happen? Do you remember where our conversations happened as we had our, uh, our little smokes? Oh, our kayfabe smokes because nobody wanted to. I think Pat was the only one that got away with smoking around Vince. But uh, man, why Where, am I? Think about it. I'll just say this: loading dock. Yes. And the where back do we of the go? Truck. Yeah, absolutely. The back of the truck. Yeah. Me and Jimmy. Me and Jimmy 
would like get up into the middle of the truck, basically, mm-hmm. yeah, cigarettes and just talk shop. Yeah, and we nobody could find us because we were too buried <laughs> in the truck. Yeah, and that's where we would have our powwows. When he so he go, he'd wait for me at grilling, and I go, "What do you think?" He goes, "Um, let's go to the kayfabe spot. We'll talk." Yeah. And I'd say, "Okay," and he go, "Grab yeah. your smoke, go." So mm-hmm. we we go to the back of the big rigs, the big WWE logo trucks that were in the back. And we go to the loading dock and we go halfway down the truck. So nobody could see us at all, unless you just came right mm-hmm. up on them. Right. I don't think we ever got caught, did we? I don't believe so. But I, I'll tell you, the, the, can I tell you a quick, do you have time for a quick story here? Yeah, sure. Again, yeah. One of my, what, I uh, we're, at, uh, we're at TV in, in San Francisco, California. And this was back in the days when you can smoke pretty much everywhere, but not on the elevator. So I'm at the TV hotel, right? And, you know, they had those big, those big ass ashtrays. so i'm having a smoke and i'm having my last drag i take in a big drag here comes the elevator bing the doors open i just take that big drag the doors open there's vince hulk uh the the uh, brian blair the beefcake and i'm there with the smoke like this and i just took a big drag and i like and i throw the cigarette in the ashtray and i'm going and i'm holding the smoke and it's still in there and he goes come on in, come on in, brother. And I'm like, and I'm trying to blow it all out. So I get into the elevator and I'm standing beside Vince and he's giving me the lecture about smoking. He's not like super mad, but he's giving me the lecture. You know how bad that is for you and the cardio. blow. And while he's doing that, Hulk is giving me the elbow and the ribs. So I'm standing like this, trying to, trying to, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, but I'm going like this. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, and Hulk's giving me those elbows, which are making, you know, it's a Hulk elbow. So I'm like, oh, he says, see, see what that smoking does to you, kid? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, yeah. last night, and then we, because I, 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 I do know you got yeah. some business to take care of. Uh, so to set it up, we would get to the buildings early. Me, Jimmy, Jimmel, um, who, who, oh, Castleman, who else was there that would come there um, to be our fourth? Uh, uh, oh, oh, security. security, security, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our security team. Um, everybody wanted action, man. Everybody wanted action. So, uh, me and Jimmy were literally the only smokers uh, mm. in 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 the uh, in that group. And mm. back then, you could actually smoke in the locker room. I mean, think about how long ago that was. So, me and Jimmy would just be just cigarette after cigarette, playing cards, playing cards. Mm-hmm. He's drinking his Coca Cola. I'm drinking, I don't even know, Mountain Dew or something. I don't know. But anyway, so Brock Lesnar, you'll remember this, walks in the locker room, and we had already been done. The game was almost over. Me and you had put our cigarettes out. Everything was clean. Everything was good. Who the fuck is smoking in the fucking locker room? God damn it. I'm like, oh, shit. Me and Jimmy look at each other, and I'm like, I'm not saying nothing. Jimmy's like, I'm not saying nothing either. (laughs) No. He did not like that shit. Absolutely not. I went ahead and said I did it because, you know, uh, Brock, Brock and I had a special relationship. You know about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went ahead and did it. And he said, if you do it again, I swear I'll make you eat your whole pack. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we quit kind of smoking in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brock has a way of ending things like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He F5'd it. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, no, Jimmy, thank you so much. You know, take a few, a a moment here. You know, you got your reference rant over there on Twitter. I, I watch it every day. It's fantastic. Uh, It's the only way that I try to keep up with, uh, with the current product because 
God only knows I can't watch three hours of wrestling. So, <laughs> um, you know, what, what do you, what do you got? Uh, t-shirt store. I know you're over pro wrestling tees, right? Yeah, I got, a, I got the ref and rant t-shirts at pro You can get them there. Uh, I do my ref and rants daily Monday through Friday. No chimmel. I don't do them on weekends. I don't know why you keep waiting for them because they've been only Monday to Friday since forever. But anyways, uh, and, and you can find me on Twitter at Jimmy Corderas on Instagram at real Jimmy Corderas and uh, uh, on my Facebook, well, um, my social media pages is where, I, where you can find these ref and rants. And I like to have fun with them, despite the fact that I'm critiquing uh, for the most part. Sometimes I do a little positive one and uh, maybe it's time to do uh Every once in a while, I do a ref and respect, and maybe uh, maybe it's time for a little ref and respect for my man Beheb. And since uh, on this breaking news day, oh, thank you, man, um, Jimmy. Yeah. I swear, RJ finally didn't fuck something up, and he got. <laughs> uh, Thanks. I think. I think. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm 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 honored. I'm, I really am. I'm really honored, and I'm 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 so happy, man, because this was a big day for me for my podcast. Uh, mm. Um, I, obviously, you know, this is not something very easy for me, but it's something I just felt like it's, it's time and to see you and talk to you is absolutely amazing because you are truly, truly a huge contributor to my life, my career. Um, like I said, I stole some shit from you. I still use today. Um, and, and you told me it was okay. And, um, <laughs> so I took it and I ran it's- with it and I still use it. And now i got other referees fucking doing it. So whatever, man, hey, <laughs> you're living on dude. Yeah, it's all good, my friend. It's all good, my brother. Uh, you take care. And you know what? Like I said, one of the best careers ever out there. Like I said, if you want to learn to do what we do correctly, you watch Behead. And that's, you know, and and stop trying to get yourselves over. There you go, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. Love you, my brother. Love you too, buddy. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, my Jimmy. pleasure, RJ. Thank you for asking me to do this, man. It, it, it was awesome. It's, it's so cool to see my bro. The uh, the hits don't uh, don't stop, my friend. I uh, pulled another couple strings. Uh, I had to extend this string a little bit longer because he's down oh, in the uh, southern. I believe he's out of Kentucky. Uh, current, Kentucky. yeah, Kentucky. Kentucky. I, what comes what what comes good out of Kentucky? I don't know, but anyways. Uh, current impact referee we might be able to call him the protege current impact referee mr daniel spencer daniel what's up man what is going on guys how are you doing all right wait a minute now rj you fucked up (laughs) (laughs) oh great wait wait okay okay keep keep bring it come on i'm i mean look i Look at this. I'm even I'm even wearing uh, only, only the listeners can't can't see this, obviously, but you guys can. I'm wearing the Brian shirt. Hashtag one, two, three. I can't prepare. Look at that. Oh, Daniel, you know, I mess with you. You know, I love you, buddy. I love you, too, man. I love you, too. I uh, and by the way, it's it, Kentucky. Yeah, but it's it's Louisville. We, we we're, us from Louisville. We say Louisville. We don't like to say Kentucky because uh, I'm a Louisville Cardinal fan and I don't like the, anybody to think I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan. So I got always got to say that. Oh, so, so it's so it's Louisville. I always said Louisville. So hey, with Louis, potato, Louis, potato. Louisville is the correct pronunciation. But if you're from here, you say Louisville. Louisville so that's okay. kind of yeah. Oh, there we go. See, well, now, now, it's, can it's, you, it's, now it's, can you help my wife. 
it, it's still the shits. But anyway, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> like like I was before Brian Hedner got a hold of me. That's what it is right here, right? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 um, you know, thank you so much, man. I, I really do appreciate it, man. You know, uh, RJ's pulling some stops, bro. I, um, I wasn't expecting all this stuff. I really wasn't. And, um, man, this is, this is actually more exciting than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> um, I, it really is. Uh, RJ, you, 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 you've done some marvelous work tonight. Um, I, I try You know, I, it's, I, I don't, I don't see much, but when I do, I kind of, the, the dreams come come into the head. And I go, okay, I got to put it down to my phone so I remember. Well, uh, yeah. before you say anything, Daniel, I want to say this, and then and then you could do whatever. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm sorry, and I'm drinking some middle lights too because I'm celebrating tonight. Um, but uh, Jimmy described me, and I know you didn't probably hear it, or I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Archie got me all fucked up, so I don't even know what's going on. I don't know if you heard him or not. But he described me as a young Bar, uh, B. Hebner to a T of what I think you are. And uh, basically, you're a guy who, who, who doesn't care about getting himself over, who cares about learning the product, who cares about learning his craft. And I'm using Jimmy's line, okay? Um, from day one, I saw you. Saw improvement. Day two, day three, day four. And I could see every day improvement. And it means a lot to me, man, when someone's trying to teach you something and you're responsive and you're trying to do a better job as opposed to just accepting what you think is what you're supposed to accept. And you're one of those guys, man, that I swear uh, I I'm very proud of, man. And um, it's, it's special for you to be on my show because you are my protege. You're, you're somebody that I, I want to say, that's my dude. That's my dude. I did this. I'm th that guy's that because I did that. And um, I'm, I'm very proud of you, man. And, and it's a great honor for you to be on here, man. So now you can have the floor. <laughs> Thank you. No, it, it's honestly, it's uh, I, I, I wouldn't, when I got the offer, you know, RJ hit me up. I said, um, let me, let me, let me think about it. Yes. I mean, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's that simple. I mean, I, I owe a lot, I pretty much owe my whole career for you to you, Brian. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, yes, I was, I was, at impact before you got there, but I don't know if I would still been there if you didn't come around and just be honest. Um, you, you came in and, um, you know, and, and I immediately was like, Hey, this is, this is Brian Ebner. I need to, I need to find out what I can do to be better. Cause I know I'm not, I know I'm not, uh, where I want to be, where I need to be. Um, and, uh, he can take me to that level and, and, uh, and yeah, you did. And, and I, I've said this before and the fact that you were willing to like share your knowledge because you could have easily been like, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Brian Hebner and I, I don't get, I, I don't give a fuck who you are. I'm going to do my thing, but you wasn't, you wasn't like that either. You were like, yeah, let's go. Let's start with one. Let's start with round one. Here we go. Now round two, now round three and so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I know, you, and I, I heard you, I did hear you say something about you stowed some of Jimmy's, Jimmy's stuff, and um, you've even, you, he he gave you permission, you've even told me to, you know, you got permission to take your stuff, and I, and I, I have, but I also have made it my own, but I always will, I want everybody to know that, that, hey, Brian Hebner trained me, I, I'm, and I tell people to this day, even now, like, hey, well, Brian Hebner taught me that, so that's why I'm telling you this, if I'm talking to a young ref or whatnot, like, this is why you could do it, because, this is the way I was trained by Brian. I don't, and then they realize, oh, wow. Okay. Well, it makes sense why you're doing it that way. And, uh, 
Yeah, man. It, it's I uh, I'm, I'm a little I'm 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 sad, though. It's bittersweet. I mean, I'm happy for you as my uh, uh, as my friend, and my mentor and my protege, everyone or my or I'm your protege. Right. Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as your apprentice. There you go. There you go. As, um, I am uh, happy for you. But at the same time, man, I'm freaking sad that I won't uh, be with you every time I'm in that ring, you know, like, or, well, it, in the, um, when we're working to, to be able to come back and be like, Hey, what did I do? I, I know I, you're going to do that. I know I'm going to be able to call you and all that. I don't, I, I don't doubt that it's not going to happen, but the fact that I can get that, you know, interaction immediately. And, uh, after a loop to be able to say, uh, uh, Hey man, you know how, you know, and just kind of chill back and drink a beer and, and cut up and have a good time. And then, of course, that usually leads into us kind of going over things that I need to change or do or whatnot either, uh, even. So I'm going to miss that for sure, 100%. And, I, and I, uh, that's the only thing I hate you for is that you don't be there. But other than that, <laughs> I'm yeah. super happy for you. Um, and uh, can't, be more, can't be more proud of, uh, of just uh, what you've done um, and, and just what I've known in your career and uh, what you're going to continue to do actually with this podcast and um sky's the limit for you for sure so uh uh real quick question for you daniel um on a serious note um what in the fuck are you gonna do without me there man (laughs) (laughs) i you know what i I don't i don't know i'm gonna um i'm gonna have to uh um you know um I'm going to have to kind of lead the ship, I guess, you know, Now I don't mean that in a, in a bad, I don't mean like I'm saying like I'm the man or nothing like that. I just mean like, I'm going to have to just do what Brian Hebner would do, you know, WWE, uh, BHD, uh, right. <laughs> what would Brian Hebner do? Um, no, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to just, uh, you know, remember everything you've taught and kind of, and kind of go forward into it. Um, and, uh, make sure that, uh, the place stays, the changes you've helped make from here's what people don't understand. I mean, when you came back, when you came in, there was changes that you made from the ref side with us or with me specifically for sure, but also with the talent, you know, how the, the atmosphere and the, and everything you've helped change and mode. And so that's what I kind of mean by leading is like making sure that stays intact going forward. Uh, and I know that's what's, you know, management will want and, and, t- and talent relations wants too. So yeah, I mean that's that's um, and I'm hoping I'm um, and there and and the crew and all of us together will be able to do that. Well, listen, um, I, I, and I say this with all my heart too, as well. Um, and I know I've been saying that a lot tonight because my heart's really in a special place right now. But um, I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. As long as you do and continue to do the things that I've taught you, um. And the main thing is being about talent. Um, It's not about you and it never will be. Nobody will ever pay a ticket to see you, no matter how much you may or may not agree with that. Um, As long as you do that, you're going to be fine. And um, I I don't know about the rest of you, but I I know that you'll be fine. Um, And I I think that there's a ton of confidence that I'm leaving that people say that same thing. So, I feel confident and I feel proud that, you know, I, I didn't just leave you. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like, 
you pick up a pound dog and you, you get, you get them and you rent them or, or, or you buy them or whatever the hell you do. And then you just drop it off somewhere else. I, I don't feel like I've done that to you. I feel like I've given you everything I got. Um, honestly, I would, I would, I would love to give you more a little bit. Um, but I, I think, I think you're going to be fine. And I'm proud of that. I really am. And I'm proud to put my name on you. And I really am. I will let anybody watch that wants to watch and say, yes, that, that guy does it that way because that's the way I fucking told him. That guy does it that way because that's what I fucking told him. And you're just a great listener, man. And you care about the business and you care about the passion of the boys in the ring and not yourself. Cause it's not about yourself. Too many people read into the matches that they're doing. Well, why don't you read into the match that you're doing? Read into that. The matches you're doing is just as important as the next match because they all pay the same thing. So you've done a good job of that. And, I, and, and I'm proud that, I, you know, you're able to see the things that I was able to teach you, such as those things. And, um, you know, hey, I'm a phone call away. and You know that. I mean, oh, me and you most daily. I mean, come on. Yeah. So <laughs> give me a break. <clears throat> right. It just it just got, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll talk for sure. No doubt. But it's just that. Uh, Definitely going to miss that. Uh, and it, we've and I've experienced that a couple times already um, when, um, you know, you couldn't be there for whatever reason, for different kind of loops or whatnot. And I've I've um, been somewhere, I've, you know, after a show, I'm like, well, there's no Brian. So or after, you know, the whatever. But uh, but at the same time, so I've, I, so I've got a little taste of it. So I'm not I'm not completely going into this code turkey after uh, after uh, Slammiversary. But uh, I'm definitely um, definitely going to miss you. Uh, 100%. And, um, but I know you're a phone call wait. I know you'll be watching. And I know if I, I know if I do something that you don't like, you're going to be, uh, right away going to go, Hey, uh, what are you doing that for? Stop doing that, you know? And, um, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay because that's what I want. Always and forever. Have I ever lied to you? Never. Never have. Have I ever been strong to you? Like, in other words, like, um, uh, I, I don't think I've ever been over the top mean, but I've been very, very uh, like, dude, this has got to stop. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been you, you've been hard, but I don't mean that that's not a negative. That's not a negative thing. You've been uh, hard to me and like you need to stop this. Quit doing that. Quit doing this. Um, and, and there's a there's a definite reason um, why you're doing that. And I understood it. and I got it. I mean, we talked about this recently. Um, not to, not to try to plug my stuff, but we talked about on my podcast when I had you on, you met, you, we brought up the fact that you was like, this is the way you got to do it. It was a coaching style you have. Why are you doing this? No, do it like this, not, you know, change this. And, um, and that, uh, that was important to have, uh, you could have been a little more harsh or you could have been a little more left, but that's, you were who you are. You didn't, you, uh, and, and I took that and ran with it and, and did it, did what you wanted and made you made you proud and you were like okay now let's let's do this and and then if i still didn't get something perfect you said it was better um and then the next time you go ah, you're still not doing what i need you to do just just be just watch it you know like you were you were letting me know on certain things i don't i don't i don't have to go into those little details what they are but you we know what they are and um i was like yeah i know and it, it then it got to the point where i would come back to you and go as soon as it would happen i would go yep I know, <laughs> like I like I already knew I did it when, after I did it, which was which was a good sign that I knew that I, I was aware that I did it. So that was you know it's almost like what the uh, the first step of denial is 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 um or the first step of um realizing you have a problem is not being a, not deny it. No, you did it. 
So that was kind of the, Hey, I knew it right away. And I, I felt it. I knew it. Um, so that was, that was always a, a, a big plus that I, okay, now I'm, now I'm seeing what I'm doing wrong when, when he's telling me at the very moment, now it's time for me to, to uh, catch it beforehand. And that's where I feel like I have in a lot of, a lot of areas. And, and um, yeah, man, I, I, I uh, your style and your, your, and I do that now with people when I talk to them at the OVW and other places, young guys, I'm going, listen, I'm going to come at you kind of harsh a little bit. Just trust me. You got to, I'm not getting on you. You're not, I'm not telling you you're terrible. It's going to look like that, but it's not. I'm just trying to fix things and help you fix things. And that's just the way it was done with me. So I've just got to do it that way with, with you. That's kind of the way it is. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, this is a suck it up business, mm-hmm. you know, suck it up. Um, yeah. It's not, he's a uh, kiss ass. Oh, well you did okay here. You did okay. No, fuck that. You didn't do okay. You did terrible right here because this is where you fucked up. That's the way this business works. Um, I feel like we're I feel like we're working TV right now. Um, <laughs> but no, um, I'll say this, Daniel. You 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 have a a good I fucked up face, meaning I'm a <laughs> I have a big heart, and you're much younger than me, and you have a really good sad face, and so you make me feel bad for you as opposed to cussing you out. So. <laughs> I don't, and look and i'm just like you know i'm just sitting there going yeah i know just let me let let me have it let me know what's up but yeah i i, I mean i guess uh i guess that face uh i guess that i guess i can just turn it up more i should turn it up more with my fiance maybe 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 she'll not yell at me so much i'm just playing. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll get laid more <laughs> maybe so yeah. all right so, RJ, Thank you. what's up go ahead rj Dan, thank you so much. Hopefully you can, uh, you know, stick around for a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, I can't. Yeah, I got, I got the, I look, I cleared this whole night for Brian. So sure. I, I'm good for whenever, however long you need me. Um, I'm, I'm here for, I'm here for the man sure. Uh, for sure. So, but without that, without this next special guest, Brian, I don't think, uh, I don't think we'd be here right now. We'd be doing this. Uh, pulled a lot of strings for this. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, you know him very well. He's the one. He's the only. He is Mr. Earl Hebner. Are Brian? you kidding? <laughs> I told you, man. All the stops, man. What is going on? Well, I guess I would have to say, hello, daddy. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Why can't I see your face? What's going on? Tell Susie. I don't, want, I don't want you to see my face. I don't actually <laughs> it either. There it is. Oh, no, no, no. no that's RJ. No, that's me. That, trust, trust me. That's nobody wants to see my face either. That's why I do podcasts, Brian, you know, but uh, no. So Earl, what, uh, you know, just to, uh, just to reiterate what a lot of people have been saying is, uh, did you know when you're train training Brian, earlier on before everything got started that he would find he we get it he'd be doing it this long and this this well i knew he would get it and and honestly i knew he would be good but i never pushed him uh toward anything until he was ready for it so 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 a little backstory here um and some of the listeners may have heard about this before and by the way uh just so you know, uh, uh, Daddy, that uh, – and by the way, I can't even believe he got you on the show, but uh, congratulations. 
Um, Dan Daniel Spencer's on here, my protege. And, uh, but anyway, um, I just wanted you to know, like, like, or people to know that this guy was the hardest on me. And I appreciate all that now because I never did anything right. I did everything wrong. And he never looked at me and said, here's the things you're doing right. Here's the things you're doing wrong. He kind of ignored the things I did right because they were right, which kind of makes sense. But he only looked at things I did wrong. So there was one day where I did a TV match. When I come to the back and I actually feel like I did a great job. I was like, man, this is awesome. Can't wait to talk to my dad. I know he's going to put me over. Oh, yeah, can't wait. And I walk back and I go, how'd I do? I feel like everything is okay. Did you watch it? He goes, yeah, fuck yeah, I watched it. And I went, what's wrong? Why are you all mad? Well, what the fuck's wrong with your legs? <laughs> and I said, there's nothing wrong with my legs. What are you talking about? He goes, when they get your goddamn hand off the rope, you can't fucking stand up on your own? I said, I can stand up on my own, but I just, I don't know what I did. He goes, well, you had your hand on the rope. Get your fucking hand off the rope and get the fuck up. And I said, okay, no problem, sir. <laughs> and, and that's the kind of training I went through. So, so it, it, it was great, but for me at the time, it wasn't great, but it made me good. You know, that's the kind of stuff. It's hard criticism. Yeah. Is it, uh, Earl, is it something that has got, it's got to be in that, those Hebner genes that they've been in this business for so, so long. Are you, I, I don't want to say prize, but are, are you happy to see Brian been over 20 years at this point when, uh, obviously going part-time now retiring from full-time refereeing, but are you surprised that he's lasted, uh, over 20 years? Uh, Yeah. And I knew he, he could even last longer, but it's like you said, I never gave him a break. I chewed his ass out left and right. And uh, like one time he was doing a count and I said, Brian, let me ask you something. I said, you're down by the guy's feet. How, how can you look up his ass and see his shoulders pin? Well, daddy, you're never happy, never satisfied. I said, yes, I am. But th these are the things you have to learn and do. And course uh i feel bad that i was so hard on him but then again i don't because i made him the referee that he is and i agree and i and i actually do agree with that and i've told daniel so many times how this is not a this is not a business where you need to have feelings um and that sucks to say that but it, it truly is if you're being trained right your feelings get hurt as you get trained um, there's things you think you're doing well that you don't do well. And I will say, and, I, and I, I, I'll just be honest. Um, my, my dad lit a fire under my ass and my fire under my ass was, I have to fucking make this guy happy. All right. I've got to make him happy some sort of fashion. So get my shit together, get it done like quick. And, um, like I do with Daniel. Um, I tell Daniel, I think your counts are the shits. Um, they're terrible. And this was back in the day, not now, but this was back when I started training them. They were the shits. And I, and I took my dad's philosophy. And the philosophy is this. You say what it is. If you can't handle what it is, then you're, not, you're in the wrong business because this ain't fucking ballet. Um, 
this is a rough man sport. This is a very, very different business than what people are used to and accustomed to. If you want to be in it, it's not one of those businesses that you could just, all right, well, you didn't, you didn't flop around good enough. So we got to do this. We got to do that. No, fuck that. And what I'm saying is the way he trained me, I'm not as harsh, honestly, as, uh, as he was on me. And that's fine. I, I, I'm good with it. I accept it because honestly, like he said, I would be, I don't want to brag, but I'm saying, but I wouldn't be as good as I am if it wasn't for him being that way, because that's what pushed the fire under my ass to be better. And that's what I do with Daniel. So, you know, it's, it, it, he's also my father. So it's a different thing. I'm not Daniel's father. I'm, I'm Daniel's friend. So, you know, you can't just sit there and just say the shit that my dad would say to me that I could say to Daniel. I mean, I mean, fuck, he might have punched me in the face if I said stuff that he would have told me. But it is what it is. I mean, and that's 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 the way it goes. So you know what I like to you know, ahead, what, I like to, you know what I like to say sure. is that when I first started in this business, I was working with Tommy Young. And I watched him and watched him and watched him. And he had so many good moves, so many things to do. And uh, he was a great teacher to me. And I really learned a lot from him. And I'm not bragging, but I guess that's why I'm, I am, or I was, the guy, the guy I am today. And, and, and really and truly, he was a great tuner to me. And he did a great job. And I carried it on because I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to be, and I wanted to be the best. But that's the way it works. And when Brian was coming in, I wanted him to be the best. So that's why I never cut him no slack. Because if I had, uh, everybody would have said, oh, that's Brian's daddy. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Well, that never happened in his business as long as in his 20 years that he's been there. He, he, paid, he paid the price to be what he is and who he is. And that's the way it should be with every referee. You know, over 20 years, WWE, TNA, uh, NWA, Impact, ROH, done, he's done it all. From when you were training him all the way to now, what were and are some of your favorite memories of his, the matches that he was a part of? Well, he was a, um, <laughs> uh, before he came in into WWF and WWE, I was Kurt, Ang I was uh, Kurt Angle's referee. After Brian got there, he uh, exonated me because he loved Brian. He loved the way Brian could do what he could do, where he could be in all the spots in the match. And, uh, uh, so Kirk just, he always wanted Brian. And when he, the match was with the Kirk or whoever it may be, he asked for Brian and he got Brian. But you need referees now that know that what's going on, where to be, what to do. So the match goes according to what it's supposed to be. And Brian was one of the best in learning everything. I mean, Brian, we, we went to production meetings and we, uh, find the match. We listen to what's going on and this, that, and the other. And uh, some spots where some referees never could get attached to or know what to do. So that's why Brian is as good as he is today. Awesome. So, so to, to a, a little lead back story, like, uh, you know, 
and I, and I do, I, I guess I do appreciate that uh, as far as the, the Kurt Angle thing. Uh, and it is true. Um, it's damn true. Uh, but, you know, my dad's exactly right. Like, the way he built me and the way that he molded me was to not be what I always feared my whole entire career was that I was Earl Hebner's son. That's how I'll be labeled, Earl Hebner's son. Well, I always will be Earl Hebner's son. I always will be, and I can't take that away, and that's fine. But what I don't did want to take away was my spots weren't given to me because I was Earl Hebner's son. I wanted my spots to be because I'm Brian Hebner, the better, the the the, the good referee that happens to be Earl Hebner's son. And we've talked about this, RJ, many, you know, on many podcasts. And I've also talked to Daniel about this. Um, so long story short, the passion that he made me have was unprecedented because there was an unsurmountable pressure on me. And I just believe that if he didn't handle the way he handled it, I would not have been. I, I would definitely not be as good as I was. And I truly believe that because he put it on me. My dad put the pressure on me. Um, and I also had an outside pressure. And, and what I mean by that is defending my name, defending me as Brian, not as Brian Hebner, but defending me as Brian. And so I just felt like that, that was a, a calling point to me to be a step up guy and to figure my shit out. And I, I teach Daniel the same thing. I teach Daniel the same thing. Um, obviously, I don't do it as, as, as harsh as my dad did. Thank God. Or, or Daniel might fucking quit the business. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, and Daniel, am I not right by saying what I'm saying? No, you're, you're 100% right. I mean, here's the thing, too, is when I, you know, I got the privilege of meeting and working with Earl uh, back in December of Blizzard Brawl in the well, Milwaukee area. And, uh, the right. I mean, first of all, the one thing he said to me was like, uh, Oh, well, um, Brian's training, you know, Brian's training, you working with Brian. Well, that he great. Cause he, he, the reason why he's good is he stole all my shit. And apparently, um, <laughs> uh, that was, uh, that's true. Um, according to this, this now, and the fact that he also stowed, uh, stowed, uh, his, uh, his, his wrestlers too, apparently with Kurt Angle. I didn't know that. That's a, that's funny as well. Uh, but no, um, he said that and he right away Earl even mentioned he could tell that, uh, you know, Brian's been working with me and taking care of me and tutoring me like he saw that he knew that he knew that I'm in good hands. And and to hear him even tell me that, you know, at that time, I knew that, you know, of course, you know, Earl's going to you think, yeah, Earl's going to put a son over. But at the same time, he put over uh, him as uh, put Brian over as the referee, not just because he's a son. He put him over as what he can do in the ring. And um, and that you could see that you could see it was it, it wasn't a biased thing. It was like, yes, he's a he's one of the best referees because he is not just because I trained him because he's my son, because he is. And um, I took that. And um, yeah, and you're exactly what you're saying, what you said to I me mean, that if you didn't give me um, the critiques and the hard uh, being hard on on me uh, like you were, I would have got better quickly as I did, because I feel like I, I jumped on it quickly. Um, and I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have learned. So, uh, either, you know, I would have took it in and learned that right way. I would have uh, just, uh, did my own shit and thought I was okay. 
Well, hey, Daniel, let me tell you this. The day I met you and you told me who you were and who you were working with, and 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 you were with Brian, and I told you, I said, stick with him. He'll teach you more shit than you'll ever know, and yep. he'll make you he'll make you stand out like no tomorrow. And I meant that because I knew what Brian could do, and I knew what he could do for you to make you upgrade and be great. Absolutely, yes, sir. Yes, you did, and and and. Yep. And that's what, and that's what I'm doing. And that's what I've done. And that's what I'm going to continue to do. Even after Brian is not, uh, you know, full time, I'm going to continue to listen to Brian and, ha and, uh, and grow and, and get better and better. Cause I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere where I want to be. Uh, I want to be on the, you know, what we talked about, I want to be on the Brian Hedman level. And I think one day I can be there. I think Brian believes that too. And I, Hey, and I also believe it too, but he'll put you through our easy training. <laughs> he'll put you through easy training than I put him through. He'll teach you easier than I did. He won't scream and holler and go off. You know, he he's 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 more laid back. <laughs> yeah, he's. I haven't got the uh, the yelling uh, from Brian. I've got the uh, I've got the what the hell was that? What are you doing? You know, I've got the the look of of disappointment, but I've never got the yelling. So yeah, I think he's a little little more laid back than that. But that's a hey, good listen. Thing, so, so so Jimmy Corderas gets on there tonight, which RJ pulled off, which is. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, what a great night for me at, at, right now. Uh, great podcast right now. And uh, and Jimmy says that uh, Earl coached him. Dave coached him. And they were all nice and told him all these little things. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and I sit there and reflect. And I look at things and I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand it. Because it's kind of like, in a way, you know, on a different level where, you know, I coach Trevor and my son, for the listeners out there that don't know, my son, I coached his team and I would do exactly what my dad did to me. I mean, honestly, I, I did. Um, so I don't hate him for it. or I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I mean, it's just a different approach. When it's your son, it's your son. When you want your son to be better and you're good at what you're doing to teach him to be better, then you want him to be the best. And that's what I did. And so I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's, you know, it's humbling when you look back. It's humbling when you look back. When you're going through it, it's the shits, you know, but it is what it is. And uh, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad at all. I'm, I'm actually very, very happy that my dad handled the situation the way he did. I really am. I mean, it did suck. Um, it made me feel like a piece of shit, but it, makes me feel really good now so so when you look at it that way did he do it right i think so well i like to say this about jimmy kadaris kadaris or whatever the hell it is uh he was a classic uh sometimes he'd come back and i go jimmy what the fuck was that and he put his hand scratched his head he says i don't know and i said <laughs> what do you mean you don't know what the fuck did you do well i don't know well god damn it come here sit down let me talk to you but he he's a great guy. I love him to death. Uh, he's one of my old buddies from Canada to the United States or whatever. And he was really and truly uh, a, a great friend of mine. I love him to death. Awesome. Uh, I, I just love sitting back and listening to these three guys you know, talk shop. But uh, Earl, thank you so much for taking time uh, for this episode tonight. I know, I know Brian is over the 
over the hill with all that's been going on tonight. Um, just anything lastly, before we uh, close shop with you tonight that you want to talk about? Well, I hate that he's leaving because uh, uh, there's no more heaviness left in the business, but I will say, and I'm not bragging, but the heaviness has made the wrestling business uh, a top name for me, him, and my brother, and all the fans, and especially the talent. We have worked with him. Uh, Rick Flair is one of the greatest people in my life. Stone Cold, I, uh, I love working with him because I could drink beer and get a high in the ring and help get back to the dressing room. But other than that, uh, <laughs> I, worked with, I worked with a lot of, I, I told Steve Austin one night, I said, Steve, stop throwing the beers. You're throwing too many beers to me. And then I watched him. So then I started, if you go back, look at the old films, I dumped down my shirt like he did. Hell, I couldn't drink all, I couldn't drink a 12 pack in, in the ring. But uh, God bless uh, Brian and all the other referees in this business. Uh, I'm sure uh, all of them will be a great superstar someday. But everybody's got to learn what they're doing. You got to take, you got to put up 100% and and what you're doing and where to be and what to do. And most of them are learning, but a lot of them aren't there yet. But they're going to get there. But 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 uh, uh, you know, like uh, I'll say this: I, uh, my heart goes out to Charles Rob. He's one of the greatest. Mike Kyoto, and uh, especially Nick Patrick. I love him to death. He's a great friend of mine, and he's one hell of a referee. And I love him to death, but uh, Brian has has helped a lot of referees in this business to be good and get better and be great. And, you know, the only thing we can leave this business with is that we try to make the best of the best to be the best. And that's all I can say. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. You got anything? Uh, uh, yeah, just, just don't ever mention Mike Kyoto on my fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, no, Mike's Mike's great. Mike Mike was a great referee. I actually molded a lot of my stuff around him too. Um, as you noticed, I stole a lot of people's shit. Um, just turned it into my own. And by the way, I want to say this. I want to put this on record. I have stole a lot of my dad's shit, but I just advanced it and made it just a little bit better for our world we're living in today. That's all. He and was one thing. I'm, I, I am so proud of Brian. Uh, it makes me feel so great that uh, he's better than I am. He's younger. He's got more movement. And I am so proud of him, the way he took this business into his business, into his brain, into his mind. And uh, God knows I am. I'm, I'm just uh, so proud of him. For being the guy that he is. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. And I and I contributed all to you. Well, could it, you could it, it. I didn't give it. Hey, I didn't give it to you. You worked your ass off to get it. I chewed your ass out, but you earned it. You worked your butt off to get it, and I'm so proud of you. And I want the world to know that. Well, people don't understand it, but maybe tonight they will. And uh, you know, uh, you made me work hard. You know, you made well, me work hard, and uh, this was never given to me. This was well, an opportunity. It's not, it's not just counting one, two, three. People never know what you go through, I've been through, and how hard we work. And uh, 
what we have to know and do and be at the right place at the right time. And it's no picnic. It's it's stress. A lot of times when you're doing the big matches with the Rocks, the Austin, Taker, and all those guys, it's a lot of tension. There's a lot of stress. And believe me, we've both been through it. And I love you for what you've done for Kurt Angle uh, because you're his special referee, you prick. But other than that, <laughs> but other than that, but other than that, it's it, it's been a good, great life for me, and it's been a great life for you. And uh, uh, we earned what we. Nobody gave us nothing. Where we are and what we did, we earned it. Nobody gave us a damn thing. Well, by the way, the the dogs in the background sound good. Sounds like we're going to jail. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, if, if, if my wife don't let them out, I'm going to DQ their ass. <laughs> awesome. Well, well we, thank you so much, Earl. We really do appreciate you making the time tonight. Hey, this was an honor for me. And uh, Brian, uh, I'm glad I got to surprise you in something that you like instead of me chewing your ass out. It actually felt pretty good. I'm I'm feeling pretty good. I might have another couple of mineral lights in me now. Well, me too. Me too. Uh, there, there, there's no doubt in my mind. There you go. Awesome. Thanks, Earl. Okay, Thanks, and Earl. thank all you guys for having me. I uh, this yeah. was a lifetime thrill for me tonight, and I really appreciate every everything. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Earl. Thank you, Earl. All right, let's send it up to the third count of this episode. I actually had to rent a car, catch a flight. I had to get actually a snow dog team to get all the way up to Canada to RJ, get this person on. RJ, RJ, stop. Yes. What are you talking about? It's Gail Kim. It is Gail Kim, the seven time knockouts champion, the Hall of Famer for TNA, the one, the only. Miss Gail Kim. Hello. I had to interrupt this programming for one reason and one reason only. I heard you made an announcement tonight. And um, all I got to say is uh, bullshit. <laughs> so I'm so, shocked she's sorry. here too. No. <laughs> I, I, man, Gail. Oh my God. I yeah. can't believe you're on here. Thank you so, so much. I can't believe this. I have to say this. Um, so I had mentioned that I had talked to many friends and called around many people. And obviously, Gail Kim yes. is one of the first people I called. Um, because <laughs> she is my ride or die. She is my homie. And I love her so much. And um, I told her about this. And the first thing out of her mouth was, you're full of shit. You're a fucking liar. And <laughs> you are this is correct. You this are correct. The Tom. Yes. And she said, you are the Tom Brady of wrestling. Fuck you. Whatever. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You couldn't have described it much better. I need to explain. It's like, okay. I was just like, wait, what? Because I just didn't believe it for one millisecond, to be honest. You know, when people announce their retirement and sometimes you can believe it. And yeah, but you're a Hepner, dude. You're a Hepner. 
and it's in your blood and your, you know, I, I just, it's very hard to believe. And listen, I think you will try to step away in all honesty. You will try. Efforts will be made. This is my road buddy here. This is who I ride with. So I know you very well. And I've worked with you on and off for several years, almost my whole entire career, pretty much. So I think I know you pretty well. Um, yeah, I know people who love it. You just know it's in their blood or whether they can step away. And I'm sorry. I just, I honestly, truly do not believe it. I think it'll be very short lived. I think you'll be back and I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, well, Gail, I, I, I really do. I, I seriously, I'm talking to you as a friend right now. Like yeah. I'm, forgetting, I'm on a show right now. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I can't say I can't understand why you're saying what you're saying. Yes. But, correct. but, but I can also say to you, and I really want you to understand this because and maybe you will, maybe you won't, and maybe it won't change your opinion, but I've left so much on the table for my son and not been there so long. And I have two 13-year-old twin daughters that yeah. their brother took care of them while I was gone. And he's getting ready to go to college for four yes. years. And I just I, I just feel like I'm healthy. I'm um, hanged up. The business has not killed me. Mm -hmm. um, it, has killed, it, it has killed me. I mean, but it, it, it's, it's just something I think, honestly, I mean, I don't know. I just want to be here for my daughter. I, I want to totally be understand that. And I know first and foremost, you're an amazing dad, by the way, guys, if you guys don't know, like I get to see Brian so I can put you over all day in terms of wrestling and what you've accomplished and your knowledge and everything that you do for others in the business. But I, you know, because I was his road buddy, I'm the one that rode to the building with him and back to the hotel. I see him calling in to his family on the daily basis when we are at work and he's an amazing dad, amazing dad. Like you can just tell that he has such a great relationship with his daughters and his son and his son actually just came to a taping in Philly and he literally became an impact wrestling fan overnight. And then even when, you know, you did tell me the story, Brian, sorry, it's the truth. You told them what your decision was going to be. And your, your son was like, dad, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know, even he knows these are the people closest to you and that know you the best. So we're just saying we wouldn't be surprised if you came back to your love and eventually uh, do your thing right now. Be with your family at a critical time in their lives. Obviously, you want to help mold them and guide them along the way. But it's in your blood. It's in your veins. It is. It is. And. There's no denying that. I mean, yes. no denying. And then earlier tonight, I mean, uh, obviously, I didn't even know you were going to be on here, which is, you know what? I, I, I'll be honest with you. This, this is, I don't think I have enough middle rights, um, to be honest with you. Um, enough what? Middle rights, beer. Oh. <laughs> I just, I, I, I'm just over the moon. Um, RJ is um, really top himself now. I, I actually have to be nice to this guy now because. Um, to have Gail Kim on my show and to have this big announcement that I made 
and it's just unbelievable. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, 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 I'm not saying you're right. But I just can tell you right now, um, Gail, something I really, really want to do, and I'm blessed to be able to do it on my own terms. And yeah. you know, you know, as a worker, as a talent, it's hard. It's hard. And that's why you're saying what you're saying. I get it. And you know the passion that I've given to this business. And you're the passion that I have for this business. Absolutely. Um, but I have to try. I mean, I, yeah. I, I really do. I have to try. And I want to be Absolutely. with my daughter. Absolutely. You can and try. I, I, it, it, I don't want to get into it because it'll make me cry. But like yeah. people like you, people like Daniel, people like so many people i don't even want to say names because it'll start making me cry like it's just um i'm gonna miss it so much so much yeah um well you know what listen none of your family ever goes away just because you step away from the business that's just how our business is and you you know everybody gets caught up in busy lives but we always have time for one another when it comes down to it so let's make this a brighter and more positive energy and note like what have you guys talked about so far and what what's the gossip <laughs> all right so 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 all right great i love what's that. the tea <laughs> all right so here it is so brian hemner gets to walk away on his own terms yes he gets to walk away he's healthy he's safe he's in good shape he's good yes. to go he gets to be with his family his friends he gets to go to all these events that he always misses he gets to yeah. be, be here for Father's Day. He gets to be here for Mother's Day. He gets yeah. to be here for Christmas, Christmas Eve. Um, little things that people don't appreciate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, and I don't have to get on a fucking flight unless I want to get on one. I don't have Absolutely. to fucking get up in early in the morning. I don't have to do anything. What I get to do is this. I can love the business still, yeah. watch it, appreciate it, and be here with my kids. And that's my point. And that, 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 that's it. Cheers to that with my no drink and your Miller Lite. <laughs> well, I've got a Miller Lite and I'm getting ready to crack another one, but whatever. Nice. What but are no. you guys drinking over there, Daniel and RJ? RJ. Well, I'm drinking iced tea because actually after, after we close shop tonight, I actually have to go into work. I'm on overnights this week. Oh no. So, so I got, I go in from, uh, I go in at 10 o'clock tonight till six o'clock tomorrow morning till Friday and, yeah, I, I, I figure what the heck. I have a 10 year old. My 10 year old and my wife will be sleeping. So at least I'll be working and the check will check will be there Friday. So I'll be happy. And look, <laughs> now you guys, Brian, you have this outlet where you can still talk about wrestling. So this is awesome, too. Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm drinking uh, water because I'm I'm fasting and drinking a gallon of water a day. So. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's- because that's what I told him he needed to be doing. Good for you. Exactly. Exactly. you're drinking water. <laughs> so, so you so, made so. your announcement tonight. And what else were your hot topics of conversation in this podcast? Okay. So to, to, um, wow. RJ. So we talked about with, uh, Jim, we had Jimmy Corderas yes. on before. And I, I have to reiterate this too, is him and, and Brian ended up, uh, were they right-hand or left-hand cigarettes in the back of the ring truck? Uh, no, no, they were cigarettes. They weren't, no, no, we could we okay. never pull that off. Well, I, I don't think you, I'm like, you're good, Brian, but I don't know if you're that good. Yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely not that good. 
But uh, no, just basically that Brian stole everything from Jimmy and stole everything from his dad. And now uh, Daniel gets to steal everything from Brian. Yes, absolutely. I love working with both of them. I I actually got to work with Jimmy. So that's awesome. And a fellow Canadian, Torontonian. So, hey, all great referees. I've been very fortunate to work with all of them and your dad, too. So I'm so blessed, man. Um, Yeah. So and, and I was even on it. I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, uh, I was actually in attendance when you made your debut in Buffalo. Oh my gosh. Really? <laughs> I was, I'm actually originally from, Bo- I live in Rochester now, but I'm originally okay. from Buffalo and I'm like, Oh, wow. I got to tell Gail this. I'm like, cause I'm from yeah. there to TNA. And I'm like, I was there at a, a, a rebellion in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. Oh, you and, were. Oh, yeah, and actually, yeah, and I actually took my ten-year-old son. That was his birthday present. I took. We drove four and a half hours um, from Rochester to go there. There's his wow. first first wrestling pay per view. Was oh wow! Did he enjoy it? He absolutely loved it. He was up until right. We were up until about what, Brian? Two two in the morning. Three in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah, it was something like that. I was yeah. there too. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, you want to go to sleep? Nope. Brian keeps feeding him chocolate and cookies. And I'm like, Brian, come on. I'm like, I know it's a hotel and we got a four and a half hour ride back and no sleep, but come on. That's the late night crew right over here that you're on, yeah. on this podcast. With. Yeah. Well, that's why we're like the hard way. Who do we have for a cleanup crew on the Slammiversary weekend? Ross and I have already talked about this. I was like, well, I think Daniel was last time. He was like one of the last ones up. And I know Brian's up late and Lish and Rosemary are up late. <laughs> no. yeah, so we got our true. cleanup crew kind of uh, assigned right now. Kind of. So, so Gail, this was the, uh, so he decides to bring his son to the yes. uh, show. And yes. this was the moose party. Do you remember that? Yes. I didn't go okay. to the moose party, but yes. Yeah. Okay. So his son ate everything that wasn't ate. Wait and- a minute. Moose's birthday? Yeah, Moose's birthday. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So he ate everything that everybody didn't eat, and I kept feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. Just That's here you go. a lot of sweets, sugar rush, and sugar oh, crash. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I can't uh, even imagine. Well, and, and as soon as we hit, I forgot what hi- uh, highway it was, but as soon as we started heading north, he fell asleep right away. I'm like, yep. He's like, but dad, daddy, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, right, go to sleep. Put his hood up and he was out for probably about two hours and made it home. And then he had his birthday party that day and had more, some more sweets and yeah. Bounced off the walls okay. after that. But um, well, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, my thought. No, was I was going to say, really I'm just like really honored to be a part of your very first podcast. And I'm glad you were surprised by my my what do you want to call it you're flashing out at you you're you're i just don't believe you i'm sorry i just don't so well we'll see how do you feel coming up knowing that slam anniversary is going to be your last and you know it's kind of i'm sure we're going to see some nostalgic faces so at least it'll be kind of a little, little bit of reunion of sorts for you for your last night last weekend um, I'll be honest with you, Gail. Um, it hasn't set in completely yeah. totally yet. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, man, like, um, I'm really excited about it, but then I'm really sad about it too, you know, mm-hmm. because 
it's just part of what it is. And um, I know there are some special things that are going on that I'm not going to be telling about. Yeah. That are going to make me really emotional. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like, um, I don't know. Um, I'm, I is have it scary? Because I know I was kind of scared to retire. I'm, I, I'm not scared at all. It's not scared. Okay. Okay. I guess the word would be that I am apprehensive and don't know what goes on after wrestling because I've never not had wrestling. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about that. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah. Always, but that's hard. I, I'm just, you know, and you weren't on earlier, and that's fine. Um, I don't know what RJ's cooked all up, but I'm, but I can tell you right now. I did what I wanted to do when I originally said a long time ago to people that didn't know that impact wrestling is where I wanted to actually retire. It, it is because that's where TNA and impact combined, where it's now impact was the most heartfelt place I was ever at. It wasn't mm -hmm. WWE. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. And I feel like, this is what I wanted to do. This is, this is cool. I mean, like just that I'm doing exactly what I want to, I mean, I was in NWA less than a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I'm back here in, in impact. And originally what I told actually my wife at the time was I want to retire from impact wrestling. Cause that's where I felt like that was my career to me, to me. I had many big matches in WWE. I had many big things. Mm -hmm. I went to WrestleManias. I did all this stuff. But you know what? I felt the best ever in my life, in my career, at Impact and TNA Wrestling. Dude, and I, I think it's because of the camaraderie, too, though, right? So when you feel good as a group, you're going to feel good, you know, that we, like, care. Mm -hmm. We care um, overall in terms of our whole roster, whoever it may be. I mean, when the rascals left, we were all, everybody was in tears, you know, like people actually care. And listen, we go up and down the road and we sometimes go, come back, leave, whatever it may be. But it's always just like a special fondness that we all have, right? As a group yes. for one another. Yeah. And, and, and so Brian, I get it. I, and I don't even know if I told you this, but after that rebellion show, and I even told my wife this and she, she hates wrestling. She doesn't know why I do it, but she, 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 she encourages me because she knows I love it. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, I looked at her, I said, this was the best show I've ever been to because it was, and most people wouldn't see this, but Brian, Brian allowed me to see it was mm -hmm. the camaraderie. Like you said, Gail mm -hmm. of with Brian and Daniel and I, I don't, I, I hate doing it, but with every single person in that roster yeah. that I turn around and I see yourself, I see um, Christy Hemi, I see yeah. D'Lo, I see Tommy outside watching that main event Yeah, was Alec, Josh and Moose. Yeah. You're not going to see that if you go to an AEW show, you're not going to see that you go to WWE, you're not going to see that if you go to NWA. Yeah. You're going to see that in impact. And I, and I, I've been shouting this for Christ did years. Well, listen, my that's why we're are, here 20 years. Yeah. That's why we're here 20 years later when everyone thought we were going to close down and yeah. 
everyone's like, TNA is going to disappear. Damn. Well, we're 20 years celebrating our anniversary this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know what the date is. <laughs> you might have to edit No, it's that. Sunday. No, it's coming, it's coming out Wednesday. It's going to be out Wednesday. But, yeah. And it's just, it's the promotion that everybody should be watching that they're not. And I don't yeah. know why they're not. Oh, it's not easy to, it's not easy to watch. Bullshit. YouTube, fight well, get it there. We're Impact gonna Plus, listen. it's yeah. going to get there. Yeah, everyone is uh, definitely listen. We've gone through a lot of ups and downs, and through it all, now we've finally come out of that. You know that one low, the one low. Because I've said, you know, wrestling in general goes through a roller coaster, and we went through this low point where people just wanted to hate us, but we've literally turned that around, and that is from the hard work of the management though everybody the the team effort of the from the crew the production to the talent and so i believe we're gonna come out of this as the years go on in an even better position than we are we've been killing the pay-per-views this year by the way consistently and i think slammiversary is going to be even over the top because everyone's coming with their a game this time so i'm excited yeah, definitely looking forward to watching this on Sunday. And mm-hmm. even I told my I told my son, hey buddy, uh, Brian Brian is uh, Brian's last he's his last his last show this Sunday for Slammiversary. He's like, mm-hmm. we're gonna watch it, right? And just big deer in a headlight. He's like, I'm like, yeah, bud, we'll watch we'll watch it. And yeah. it's just I'm like I'm so glad. It just to watch him watch Impact Wrestling was like like my parents never encouraged me to watch wrestling. They always thought it was whatever. Yes, of course. All fair. Right. I think most but, parents did, unless they I, watched it themselves. Right, because I grew up in in the golden age of watching. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it just I'm like, oh, so that's what my parents saw me do, and it's yeah. just like, and that's why impact, and that's why I love doing the show with Brian is we get to go back yeah. and watch these impact shows, watch these old WWE shows. I'm all about nostalgic, and I love the current stuff too. But it's just yeah, it brings me back, and I'm I can't wait, cannot wait. It's a different appreciation, right? For what it was in the past and what it's, um, the business has changed a lot and what it's become. And you can kind of, I don't know, I still love watching the past because I appreciate, it was just a different time, different storylines, different characters. It's just progressed in such a way. Now the athleticism is just off the charts, right? So um, just a different game now, but we all love it. And we're all so excited to it. I yeah. always say it's the the best show top to bottom. And I know I, yes. and I always and of course I might be biased, but it is. If you watch it, it's the best show mm-hmm. from top to bottom. You might get bet, great moments, great matches on any other show, mm-hmm. great segments, but from top to bottom you're not you're not getting that quality all the way through. And and but with impact you are. You're getting it literally from top to bottom, whether you're Definitely. a backstage segment. Yeah, whether it's a backstage segment, whether it's a uh, whatever it is, you're constantly entertained and everybody is entertained, whether you like, you know, action, drama, comedy, you're getting it yeah. all right there. And not just that, I feel like um, if you like a particular wrestler and you're watching Impact for that wrestler, normally they're on because we utilize almost everybody, I would say, for the most part. It's like you get to watch whoever you relate to or like to uh, or a fan of. So that's what I love the most. You know, and I've been saying it all because I've been doing media for some anniversary all weekend. I just feel like 
you know, I mean, we're at the point where we have almost 20 girls on the roster and they're all being used. It's, it's just a great thing to see, you know, so there's no, everybody feels good because they're participating. And so that just creates great morale, to be honest. And, and, and I'll say this, and this is the mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. I am unfortunately a wrestling mark. Um, <laughs> we all are. Yeah. Yeah. And so I watch shit. And sometimes, unfortunately, I don't want to watch shit. Um, but I will say this. From top to bottom, our writers, Jimmy. Um, Robert. Robert. Um, you, Dilo, Scott, whatever it may be, as far as putting interjections in. I'll just say this right now. I'm not creative. <laughs> I, well, Gail, you yes. do. Give me a break. Well, we help with the creative process, yes, in the sense of yes. Okay, so my point being this: mm-hmm. you can sit there, and you can sit there and watch, yeah, our show, and then there is storyline for everybody. Yeah, we don't have just these. All right, let's just throw fucking. Um, Josh versus uh, Ace. It is just thrown yeah. together. There's a story behind everything. It's an easy, easy show to watch. It really is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting it over because that's where I'm leaving. Yeah. Because it's the show I work for, I'm just being honest. We're, you know, we're we're on a much smaller platform. And and if we were on a bigger platform, I think that people would really adapt better. But oh, yeah. we've we we're doing the best we can. With what we yeah. got. Yeah. And, and I get that all the time from other people in the business, people in different companies that are on bigger platforms than us that say we have the best show on TV right now, wrestling it's show. The truth. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I can easily watch that show because I watch wrestling because I have to because I have a podcast. So I have to yeah. like make comments and all this stuff. Yeah. But it's an easily watched show. You know, yeah. week in and week out where Rosemary's going. You know exactly where Ace Austin's going. You know, like it's 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 easy to follow. Yes. And now, I mean AEW. I'm not. You know what? I don't give a fuck. I'll say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just throw shit out there, and it's just fucking supposed to be. Oh yeah, this is great. We got a forbidden door. Well, nobody knows who fucking some of these people are walking out, and their face is their biggest star or whatever. I mean, I mean that's not a story. Let's tell a story, right. goddammit. I think, are I mean, there, sto- I, I don't watch it consistently, but um, their stories are just more short-lived, I feel like, from what I gather. But I am I could be wrong. I could be totally no, they, wrong. No, they last for one episode. Are they really one episode, guys? I need to hear this confirmation. I, I, Gail, do you want me to confirm it? <laughs> it's a one episode. They had lead it into the next week, and then they had that match, and that's it. Done. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't, yeah, like I I'm said, not, I'm not consistent. And I'm not beating up on AEW. I'm not. No, yeah, yeah. WWE does the same shit. I'm just saying, let's live a long story. Let's look at it. Let's I agree. You know, there was, absolutely. And there was a time, actually, when I was talent, where I remember this vividly. John Gaborik was our boss at the time, big, from, he was in WWE before. And we we're on a UK tour and we we're on the bus. And I said, why are we doing these tiny, fast storylines? And he said, that's what the networks want. They want the quick payouts, payoffs. And I said, okay, well, 
if that's what they want, why don't you just do 50-50? Do 50-50 storylines where 50% of them are quick payouts, payoffs, and 50% are long drawn out storylines. Let's what gets more investment out of the fans. And they never did it, um, but I wish they would. So they would see that longer storylines just get fans more invested. I just, I sometimes I don't understand that. <laughs> That's my complaint. Yeah. Yeah. So to, we're going to kind of wheel it back home. Uh, first and foremost, Gail, thank you so much for taking time. Yes. I know you're very, very busy heading yeah. towards Slammerversary <laughs> this Sunday, taking time out of your busy schedule to be here no with problem. us and Brian. Um, Brian, we, you got anything before we, uh, we close up up here with Gail and talk about next week? Um, all I want to say is I love Gail Kim to death. She's my ride or yeah. die. She really is. Um, she's the person that where Brian Hebner can't get up in the morning and she texts me to death and says, get your ass in the car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> seriously. Um, I love her so much. I, I really do. Or I love you too, buddy. I do too. I love you so much. And um, I will miss you and I will always talk to you. You know that. Yeah. I Thanks talk to for you always. Uh, I'm just having a good time on my own. I'll just be like, I'm going to talk to Gail. Well, and call I, I appreciate all the times on the road together, our rides and us just like, you know, venting sometimes and we give each other advice. Yes. And I mean, it's always been some really sound advice and thanks for always, you know, the times when you feel a little lack of confidence in those moments, you've been there and had my back. So I appreciate it. I will always be here. Well, I know this. There's been a couple of times where I've got to uh, ride in the car and sometimes I usually have my own car, depending on where we're at, if I drive or whatnot. But but Brian, since you said I can I can uh, steal a lot of your your shit. I'll just be, I'll just I'll kind of jump in the, the car with Gail on the, on the road now. Since you're not going to be there on the, on those uh, trips, I'll be, oh, okay, I'll, I'll ride with Gail here. I'll uh, take the Brian Hebner spot there. How about that? <laughs> all right, More well, than welcome, well, Daniel. More than welcome. I trust you. All right. Well, all right, well hold, hold up. Hold up now. Here we're getting, we're starting to get ridiculous. Daniel, <laughs> get your own car and ride your own ass. You ain't taking my girl. <laughs> thank you guys so much for thank letting you. me pop in thank you gail appreciate it okay right. talk to you later love you good night love you buddy so brian so next week we are uh we'll be back next week and better than ever uh next week we're going to be going over and uh talking about mickey james uh we will actually be talking about uh, her career there tna wwe also, we'll be going over the match that she had, <clears throat> excuse me, she had with her husband, Nick Aldis, then Magnus, taking on James Storm and Serena Deeb. Uh, that was at a uh, impact taping. So something to look forward to next week. Brian, it's all been about you, man. Appreciate everything. Daniel, appreciate you coming on as well. Uh, yeah, I think absolutely. Thank you for having me on. It's been it was a pleasure. I'm I'm doing anything for Brian. And uh, you know, you can hit us up on social medias at Reffing It Up. Check out the website castby.com slash reffing it up. All our links are there for all our platforms. Brian, 
you're the man. Take us out tonight. Um, hey, uh, I just want to say, Daniel, thank you for hanging in there, man. Um, I love you bunches, man, and I really Me do too. mean it. And, uh, you know, hey, once again, like Gail said, she wanted to freaking have a party. All right, go. It is a party. The same thing to the deal. I mean, you know, I'm just going to um, take some time and be with my family and do what I think is right. And uh, that's all I can simply say. I mean, uh, I love the wrestling business. The wrestling business has given me everything I have. And uh, you know what? We got more podcasts coming, buddy. There you go. Yeah. And we'll be right back here next week on Wrestling It Up with Brian Heffer. One, two, three.